right, all right, here we are, episode 13. It's going to be a great one, charismatic, animated. It's going to be funny. I love it. I can't wait to talk with my man, Steven. You. Uh, <laughs> uh, we just finished up and had episode 12. Go ahead and check it out. My man, Ja, from Relax the Back. Go check him out on Farmington. Tell him you're a friend of Feeney. You'll get a free massage. Uh, like you know, my name is Eric Feeney. I'm a teacher, and I'm also a founder of a nonprofit called Friends of Feeney. Our mission is to help children and families that have heartbreak or tragedy. Uh, this podcast is to talk about people who care about the community, mm. people that are working hard, people that are grinding. We're going to talk about the word grinding, my man. Uh, <laughs> Steven, it's a grinding <laughs> word. Um, and just doing right by the community, and uh, you're in for a treat. But before we start, I'd like to talk about, rap. check out this rad beard. <laughs> Look at this rad beard. I grow it out pretty much from Christmas to St. Patty's Day, and i like to thank Rad Beard. Rad Beard, this is a good friend of mine, Mario. We were friends from the Army National Guard. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, Steven, you should try it out. Nice. Maybe I'll give you some for your <laughs> Rad Beard. Um, but um, check it out. Go to radbeard.com. Put in the promo code Friends of Feeney, and you will get 20% off your order. Mm. Rad Beard. And he's giving a portion as a fundraiser to Friends of Feeney. He's an awesome guy. Mario, we go way back. As you can see, look at this glisten. It's like a hybrid of oil and cream. <laughs> And this pomade, uh, look at that comb over. Yikes. That comb over, get fresh it, or what? Get it, get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the, the Gene Cady. Gene Cady used to be this coach of Purdue basketball. Okay. Like uh, Kingpin when Woody Harrelson had the comb yes, over waving. That's yes. my comb over. You know, <sighs> great guy. Um, we'll share the link in the podcast below. Radbeard, use Friends of Feeney promo code. Uh, Mario is supportive of Friends of Feeney. He shares all of our stuff out. So please check it out. And um, a special gift going to my graphic designer, uh, not my graphic designer, but this David Todd from camp. He's going to get a Rad Beard starter kit. He doesn't nice. know it yet, but as a thank you for his wonderful graphics. Yes. If you see him on Instagram or Facebook with the Be a Good Friend banner, David Todd has a Rad Beard and he's getting good. a starter kit. Good, good, good. We'll have to put you on. He, David Todd. Again, graphic designer. Yep. He's a paraprofessional at school. Okay. He runs the high ropes at High Meadow Day Camp. We'll get into this at the end. Yep. But uh, yeah, good, rad good, beard. Good. What do you, do you do anything for your beard? Yeah. <laughs> do I do anything for my? You ask yeah. me. Is that the line? Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say. But uh, let's let's get started. Okay. Stephen King Jr. Yes, sir. Is here. Episode thirteen. Um, we worked hard to get you here. You're a busy man. <laughs> On. Multiple fronts, you're grinding hard, quote yes. unquote. I love that quote. Uh, you are grinding hard, and right. I can't thank you enough to be here. Um, you know, would, would you like to share? Yeah, happy to do it. Um, Stephen King Jr., born and raised Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, oldest of seven children, um, five sisters, and one brother now living in Connecticut, graduated from Penn State, UConn MBA, and uh, the grind is real. You know, now we live in South Windsor. Work with other designs for all your printing needs, business card, banners, flyers, and all that. But involved in a lot of different things. Had my hands in a lot. And you said talking about the community, so that's also a big piece of it. So, Yeah, we're going to get into all your multiple fronts. Copy that. I love it. We'll start here. We, are, we teamed up prior, and look at this guy right here. Hartford Current. Yeah. You recognize, <laughs> you recognize this guy? Wow. <laughs> wow, note to self. 
Businessman Stephen King was one of West Hartford notables who volunteered for Friends of Feeney fundraiser. Nice. He was a celebrity guest. If anyone was a celebrity guest that day, <laughs> it was Stephen King. I remember that. That was hot. That was a that was a great get together, especially when you're helping out each other. Businesses just coming together for one cause. Yeah. So that was awesome. No, I can't thank you enough. You volunteered your time. You were like greeting people. Yes. Yep. And yep. Uh, making people feel welcome. That's what you have a knack for that. Like my Appreciate first it. meeting. At the Chamber of Commerce, I was uncomfortable, nervous, but then, you know, right. you you roll in and you're just like, you know, hey. what's up, how's everything? And I'm like, I like this guy. Exactly. So we connected right away. And, we did. Um, um, you know, I shared my story. Yep. And everyone's like, you got a business card. You got a business card. I'm like ripping paper, writing my email and Ugh. number down. I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yes. And then I was like, got to connect with Stephen King. We and did. now I have... We made it happen, My man. business cards. Look at these things. Yeah. The rounded corners. The QR code. It says scan <laughs> That's me. Right. brings me right to my website. That's right. Uh, we went back and forth on multiple, multiple designs. Right. You were patient and you, you have so much professionalism and great suggestions and advice. Yeah. Um, but I can't thank you enough. Other designs. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate Irene that. mentioned episode 10 how you did her stickers yes for uh yeah i did yeah. uh when the pandemic hit and there was a whole bunch of things that were going on it was kind of crazy all over and uh one of the things that i started to do is say hey if you, if you need to have these stickers yeah. six feet apart whatever whatever why not brand it yeah you know yeah. that was before now everybody's doing it but and you also did banners saying we're open exactly yep. and that was and that was big for the community only because while we you know we were hurting like everyone else but at the same time, you know, we're in it together. Yep. And so we literally uh, made banners for businesses that said we're open, that said whether it's takeout or whatever. Long before it was, you know, everybody was doing it because no one knew. Yeah. No one knew who was open. Yeah. No one knew who was closed. And people wanted to help. And so we said, well, let's do our part. And we did it within the chamber. We did it in South Windsor. And, and businesses were really happy about it because everybody was, they didn't know what to do. Yeah. And so anytime that I can get involved with something and potentially take some of the pressure off, yep. then that's what it's about. You yeah. know, and you just pray it comes back around. And, and it, it did in a lot of circumstances where even with Irene, next thing you know, uh, her branch company said, hey, can you make them for all of our stores? Ooh. And I was like, heck yeah. And so, you know, you take care of the people, show them great customer service, care about them. Yep. You know, that's the really big thing. Yep. As I'm dealing with customers all the time, it's, you know, I said, walk me through this. Walk me through that. They're like, okay, you're just doing a business card. I said, yeah, but yeah. if I get to know you, then I get to know what you might really want. Because you might not know. You think you do. And I said, eh, that's not really your brand. Like, even with yours, it was yeah. like, all right, I get it. But you don't want to be so showy mm -hmm. that people are like, oh, does he really care? Or is this da 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 da? Let's dial it back. And then that's way. You know, and again, with the QR code, that was something unique only because, you know, people aren't trying to type in a website and you needed stuff that was quick. Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I do. I need the help. I'm helping kids. Oh, okay. Boom, boom, bam. They get to the site. Wow. They see it right then and there. No. You know. I've never been a big business card guy, but now I got the holder. Right. I pull them out on people. Like <laughs> He's just so last stupid. week. <laughs> Just last week, yeah, out for dinner with my wife and Harvest. And I'm like, hey, you're a teacher, you're a teacher. I'm like, boom. boom. Yeah, yeah. Business card. Yes, 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 yes. So. People don't think about it until they're in a situation that, and they need it. Yeah. Whether, because you just never know who you're going to bump into. Yep. 
And somebody says, wow, I've been looking for somebody to sponsor. We got about 10 grand. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. uh. No, instead you're like, oh, okay. Wow, what are the odds on that? I just happen to have, ooh, <laughs> 10, let's get it. You know, and Wait, so- Wait, is that the half face? What happened yeah, to that so, one? That so, one was so awesome. To, so we had to switch it. Yeah, we switched it up with a, with a different hold it up one. Show so it's a slimmer, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's a slimmer one. And it still has the face on the back okay. just because, awesome. you know- I got to let people know who I am. This way people really remember. Like, oh, yeah, that black guy with the business cards. <laughs> yeah, that's me. So, um, but again, you got to make stuff unique to you. And, and that's the, the other piece when I'm dealing with, with uh, customers and, and friends. And I say, look, uh, you know, you have a business that you love doing, but let's make it bigger. What does that mean? Well, you got to brand yourself. Yep. You want people to remember. Like, if, if it was now... You know, you might be that dude, just like your beard friend with the beard. You know, yeah. what do people remember? And they say, oh, that's right. That's that friend's guy with the beard. And he does this and that. You know, and, and that triggers people's thoughts. That triggers people's emotions. That's something we should follow up on a conversation. I was really hoping for a brand, like you said. Right. That doesn't say Friends of Feeney, but people know it's Friends of Feeney. Yep. Like, we were trying these magnets, and yep. then our motto is be a good friend. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag be a good friend. It's like holding the door for people, picking up trash. Right. Writing a handwritten note. Right. You know, helping someone do something. Be a good friend. Yep. So we're really pushing that. You may see them around town. Um, but yeah, that's our motto, be a good friend. And um, But I wouldn't mind like a picture or something yeah. cool, like you said. So you maybe a, we should talk more. It's called a bat signal. I like to call ah, it a bat signal in that sense. That's perfect. Because no matter where you're at, if somebody sees that, oh, yeah, that's that Friends of Feeney guy. Yeah. You don't need to do something so elaborate. Yeah. Da, da, da. Once it's out there, then people just immediately. Like the Nike swoosh. Exactly. Just, just no know. matter where you go, you know that's who that is. No one else will take that away. It doesn't matter. McDonald's, Amazon, whatever. Not it, to put you on the spot. Not at but all. if we were to brainstorm a few ideas right now, what yep. would you think would be some good branding pictures or um, symbols Ooh, for So me? maybe um, a silhouette. Uh, you, you know, with two kids, maybe one tall, one small, boy, girl, uh, something like that. Or, or what do, so one of the questions that I would probably ask you right off the rip is what do people know you to do? The people that are closest to you, what would they say? Yeah, that's him. You know, and then yeah. from there, that's what you model. Okay. Because they're the ones that are really going to push it out there for you. Right. As opposed to don't, you don't even necessarily have to make it work related. Yeah. You know, I was definitely thinking same brainwave. Uh, I had someone at camp. She's an artist. And yep. I had a white pair of Chucks Converse and she right. painted all on them. Yep. You know, and she had friends of Feeney and we had like um, me with a bunch of kids. Yep. Diverse group of children and holding a sign friends of Feeney. One was like St. Patrick's Day sneaker. Right. They had St. Patrick's Day gear on and yep. it said be a good friend on the toe. And the other side was from a Memorial Day parade. Right. And uh like USA flags and stuff. Again, the ch children. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we're all about, and I really, I feel like that's would be the way to go. So yeah, I'm no, glad you said it, that, and it, we'll talk more. Yeah, people but, know your colors. People know your brand. Obviously, you don't want it too much. Yeah, you know, bat signal is just that. It's a bat. That's it. You know, and you say, oh, okay. So even if it's like if you had all wore that beard all the time, yeah, I would be like, okay, that's how cats know him. You know, they would see the, the rectangle of your face. Like, we made these cards once for a, a shop that's part of the West Hartford Chamber, and there's two brothers, but the one always wears blue framed glasses. 
and that's how he's known. And so when I did the caricature of his, uh, you know, and that's how people recognize him. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the body shop guy. My buddy, um, he's an artist and a musician. He actually played, like, um, at the end of episode 12, you'll see he played uh, the Golden Girls theme, Thank You for Being a Friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know if you saw that with the no. hat and the, the hoodie. Okay. But um, for my stag, that stag ticket, it was, like, a real skinny dude with a big head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Nikes on his feet. So it was, like, a skinny kid. That's what they knew back, you know. Nice. I've been married 15 years, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a big head, and I wear Nikes all the time. Nice. And I'm skinny. So, so maybe that there angle. you go, man. Yeah. If that's what people remember or know, yeah. then that's the vibe you have to go with. And then people will associate you and be like, oh, yeah, that's that Feeny guy, right? Yeah. And that that's all it takes. When people, sometimes I like to take the, uh, people get too much in the, what do they say, get too much in the weeds or the minutia. And yeah. it's like, no. What you you want to explain it to a two-year-old. You work yeah. with kids, you get it. Yeah. You know, you don't do too much. As soon as the two years said, Feeny, yeah, 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 there we go. You know, like say most newspapers are written on like sixth grade reading level or, you know, you want to be able to explain it to a child. Right. Or, you know, Army has an acronym KISS. Yes. Keep, yes. keep it simple, stupid. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, so yep. All these things are That's definitely exactly on par it. with what you're saying. That's exactly it. Now, as a businessman, yep. as someone for other designs, yep. what are three things if someone was going into your job, if you were to give three suggestions, you know. If someone wanted to get into the do. industry? Yes. Um, you can't be afraid of a no. Okay. Don't take things personally. Mm. And always be thinking, if this was me, how would I want to be represented? Um, not from the standpoint of, oh, I'm always right. But from the standpoint of listening mm -hmm. and then sitting back and then kind of, you know, throwing things out there and saying, okay, if this was me, oh, okay, wow, he really listens to what I said. Wow, this is what I would like. You know, this is how, because again, you're in your industry, I'm in mine. You have to be, and I would probably put an asterisk, you have to be an expert in your field, even if you're not. Yeah. They're looking at you as the expert. You know, but but at the same time, be honest. If you don't know, then say, no, I don't know. But be the expert in your field. Say, no, this is what we've done in the past, and I think this might work for you. Let's try it out. And don't be, again, don't be afraid of the no. Don't take it personally. You know, that, those are a lot of the things that you have to get over real early. Because, you know, but at the same time, you have to remind people and give them personal examples of why you need the service. What's in it for you? You know, that's one of the things to say, uh, 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 with them. What's in it for me? What's you know, for me? Yeah. And so you have like to it. have that kind of mentality where you're saying, okay, this is what we're going to do, but this is what's in it for you. This is how it's going to best represent you. You're doing too much. That's not what you do. Don't go into something, especially in our industry, which is print, and you want to spend money on everything else except the one thing that somebody's going to walk away with and they haven't purchased anything from you yet. Because that's what they remember. True. So if you have all of this glamorous stuff, say you're in a salon or something and you do hair and your stuff costs, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 dollars to get stuff done. And then you give them a napkin. They're not going to say it to you, but that's representative of what you are and what you do. So when they go through their pockets later, they're like, oh, oh yeah, whatever. Whereas if it's nice or there's something that's attractive to them on it. They're going to remember and be like, oh, that's right. That's such and such. And okay. so 
that's part of what I mean by, you know, what would you like to have done? If you like that, then that's usually a good way to go. And at least you can say, hey, this is just what I was thinking of. And then put it out there. Again, don't be afraid of the no, you know, whether it's yeah. a color scheme, because sometimes that can be a trigger for people. And they're like, yeah, there's a reason why I don't like that. Don't be so, ah, ah, no, where are they? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is put it out there, recognizing that you have a conversation. I see where you're coming from. Cool. All right. So this is what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, but I'd like this. Stuff. Okay. Don't be afraid of that. Yeah. And so, when, yeah, when people get into the industry, they think that, um, you know, there's been salespeople. I see them come and go. But I would also add you, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. Know who you are. Right. Because, I mean, especially as a black male that's in a sales position, I'm knocking on doors all the time. And, you know, when I walk in, I have to present myself a certain way, so on and so forth. You know, all the politics, race, whatever aside. But at the same time, if I'm comfortable in the skin I'm in. Then it's cool. Yeah, I know who I am, so I'm just coming to you if I can help you. Cool. If not, you know, and there is a certain bit of arrogance in it. Well, I'll see you again yeah. when somebody says, oh, where'd you get that? Steve King, other designs. And then you'll come to be like, hey. Yeah, we mentioned business cards <laughs> and all three of us pulled them out. Dave pulled out his direct line. Oh, John yeah. pulled out Relax the Back. Right. We had Friends of Feeny. Nice, nice, so nice. We, yeah. We had a nice little promo in uh, episode 12. Nice, um, nice. So yeah, Even with Relax the Back, that was a big deal when I had to suggest to him, and he might have said it, um, you know, it's a different feel of a card. You know, the stuff that he sells is expensive. It's like, yo, you want to keep that going. Did he have raised font? Is that what? He, yeah, so his was, his was like a suede or a silk. It was raised. Uh, the color scheme was a, a little sharp. And I said, yes, this costs more. But at the same time, so does your inventory. So if you, if, when people come into your shop, they know what they're coming for. Like, you know, we got these cameras here. They know how much <laughs> these cost. They're not coming in saying, hey, give me the cheapest thing you got. No, everything does have a value to it. And so uh, even in that mode, I was like, all right, Jock, if this is what you're selling, this is what your people, because this is the other thing. There is nothing worse than when you sell somebody something and they don't use it because they don't like it. Like, they're like, yeah, okay, Steve, thanks. Uh. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, let me see your business card. Now they're embarrassed because they don't uh. like it because you forced an idea on them instead of, even if I don't like the idea, if you like the idea, that's all that matters. If you think you sound good in the shower, who am I to tell you you don't? <laughs> and you gotta know that. Like you can't be that much, well, I know what I'm doing. No, okay. Yeah, so did IHOP and they said, hey, we're gonna start selling burgers. Yeah, that, what? That, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? No, you gotta stay with who you are, be comfortable in your skin, and then yeah, so those are probably three plus a couple of, of asterisks that I would say if, if somebody wants to get into the industry, because it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, because everybody is thinking the same thing. Oh, everybody, everything's going towards electronic. It is, but it's no different than everybody's going to go to email. No, people still want yeah. to open their mailbox and get a letter. I, I felt so much, it was a pride thing, the next meeting when I had business cards, <laughs> yes, you and so I could happy. pull them out. You I was were, like, boom, you boom. Were. Your face was totally, your ambiance totally changed. Yeah, it, like, oh, do you have business cards? Well, yes, I do. Yeah, it mattered. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it was key. <laughs> because, like, um, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but when I, when I 
read, like a line formed because they were very interested in my mission and my exactly. goals. And here I am doing the notebook on the paper. It was, it was you know, I can't say an embarrassing moment. Eh. But you saved the Learning. day. You, you saved the day. We you, learned something new every day. Yeah, right? you, you learned. You said, okay, yeah, this used to work, but now I'm in a different situation. Because you were usually probably, and I don't want to assume anything, one to one. Now all of a sudden you got 40, 50 people in a room. You don't know who's who. Yep. And it's like, okay, wow, how do I keep the machine moving? And then sometimes it was quick and easy while people were talking and my neighbor was here and we're both taking notes. We're like, yeah, hey, that's how I met Float 41. Ah, uh, yes. Good Sarah, people. fantastic. Good people's Veteran yep. in the army and just helping. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's wonderful. Oh, I she can see that. gives free floats to military people. So shout out to Sarah. Yeah. Go check her out, Float 41. She's going to be a guest soon. Nice. Um, yeah, she's a beast. She's yeah. awesome. And we just went like... Looked at each other real quick and was like, I'm, I think I had army. I was going to camp and I had right. camo shorts on. Right. That were my old BDUs that I cut. She's like, you're an army? She right. recognized it. And we were just like, boom, switch cards. Again. And then, then we didn't talk. Yep. And then email started. And it was like a great connection because of the business cards. Nice, I nice. I keep one and I have like the, um, like you said, the business card holder. But I also have a money clip. And I have some in the coat because no matter where <laughs> I am, I'm on the golf course. Yes. Chatting it up. And I forgot what this guy did, like Dr. Energy or insurance. I don't know what he was, but yeah, yeah. Like the same thing. Hey, what's up? In passing. Boom. Card. That's it. We're in contact. You never know. So you I can't never know. emphasize if you're a business out there, go see other designs, have a Appreciate business it. card. Uh, and speaking of business cards, this yep. is like another tangent, but old book, old movie, American Psycho. I yes. Do you know about the business card scene? No, I don't know off the top of my head. No, I know the movie. But okay, so they spent so the whole... In the book, there's a whole chapter. On a business card? On business cards. Nice. And these are guys on Wall Street. Okay. I I haven't watched it in a while. Um, <laughs> I, I, American Psycho. It's, it's Christian Bale. Yes, yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's exactly what it seems. It's a really off-the-wall movie. Okay. We won't get into it. But the business card scene is hilarious because they're Wall Street guys. Yes. And they flex... And he's like, slow motion. He pulls it out and he's like, look at, I'll call him Brad. Brad has the ivory eggshell with the raised font. Yes. And then another dude pulls it out and one-ups him. And See? Then, and then the other dude is like, oh, he's, a temp, he's afraid to pull it out. He's sweating because their business cards are <laughs> right, better. Right, 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 got, right. I'll send right. you the clip. I'll send you oh, the clip. Oh, yeah. You know it is an amazing, it as a business card guy, you would, yeah. you would appreciate I'm about to just check that, that out. scene. Yes, I will. Uh, American Psycho, <laughs> Christian Bale, old movie. Uh, it was a book. Um, yes. I would say the book is better, but I didn't read it. Um, oh, yikes. It's always, <laughs> but the movie scene is hilarious, and it relates to business cards. Oh, and I wanted to, to share that. And then another off tangent, we're on movies. Yeah. So what was your favorite, this is going to be a corny joke Not at all. too. Uh, what was your favorite book or movie to write? Was it It, Cujo, Shining, oh, or that's, Misery? That's where you're going? <laughs> <laughs> I was already giving my favorite movie. Really? Right. Skip, oh. skip. Well, you know what's so funny about that is especially being from Philadelphia, I had no idea who Stephen King was. Uh. I, I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, my mom was in the murder she wrote. Uh, all those types of things. I'm named after my father. And so it was funny. The first time I might have heard it is when I moved up here to Connecticut. And they're like, are you serious? Stephen King? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And? But I never was in his movies, right? And then I'm like, oh, and I'm like, and I, I'm spelling mine with a V. Here's a P-H. Yeah. And, you know, I, was, I, you know, I get angry about that. But uh, it's so funny um, because now the sales thing, 
I begin to use it as uh, to enter the door. Icebreaker. Yeah, icebreaker. In that sense, because people for so long, especially when I was really working on the phones a lot, they'd be like, I'm sorry, what'd you say your name was again? <laughs> and I got it so much that eventually yeah. I would say, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, this is Stephen King. Yes, yes. Just like the author. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, okay, I thought that's what you said. And yeah. that kind of, you could hear the smile on the other end of the line. And then you could say, okay, this is what I'm here to do. So on and so forth. But yeah, for the longest time, you'd be like, hey, Stephen King. I'm like, I don't understand what's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not yeah, the one. I get, I get that too. Mr. Feeny yes. was a character in Boy Meets World. Yikes. He's a teacher too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Mr. That show. Feeny. Get so out. like. And it's not my age. I was more like 90210, Saved by the Bell. It was like oh, 10 Lord. years younger than me. Like the Uber guy. I got delivery to the school once. And he's, he goes, are you, you're really Mr. Feeney and you work at a school? He was like, mine. Right, right, I right. Go, I go, yeah, that's my uncle. He was like, really? What? I tell everyone, just like Mr. Feeney. I go, yeah, that's my uncle. People were like, really? I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah it's just. It's a character uh, on a show. Uh, it's not real. It's not but, real. So I feel your pain with the Fafafini or yeah. you're Mr. Feeney. I get it all so, the time. But again, King. it's a great icebreaker. I let him in. I say, yeah, I put a different picture in my books because I don't want to be bothered. I'm actually black. <laughs> and, and cats are like, did he just say that? Like, good. I couldn't, you know, my listeners are out there. My four listeners are out there. Um, Thinking Stephen King's here, so I had to bring it up. I was like, ah! I did preference that's it. That's good. That's good. I didn't know he sounded Corny like joke. that. Corny joke. Yes. Yeah. No, that's good. We're so, good. Stephen King. I got yes. Stephen King here. My that's most me. famous guest. Episode thirteen. Episode thirteen. He's a writer. He's not really nerdy white dude with glasses. I'm not. No, it's a different picture in the book, folks. It's a different picture. Thank you. Don't bother me in the supermarket. And then you went back to MBAs and yes. all your. You went to Penn State, which is yep. awesome. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. That's why. So, like, where in Philly? (laughs) So, I grew up in uh, West Oak Lane, which is, anybody that knows Philadelphia is right outside of Mount Airy, Germantown area back then. But they do, like, south, north. Yes, exactly. Where are you? So, well, on the west. Okay, gotcha. So, it's interesting only because at that time, so I'm a 70s baby, born in 1973. That's where the Mount Airy areas where a lot of uh, doctors of color live, cobblestone houses, so on and so forth. Um, I didn't know that at the time, um, obviously growing up, but my dad, you know, he worked like three or four jobs. He just recently retired. um, And we grew up on 77th and Ogons. And I say that to say, again, anybody that's affiliated will appreciate this. So we, I grew up right down the street. It was a huge Jewish community, which again, I did not know, but that was back in the day where everyone knew everybody else's families. Right. And so and everybody not only knew everybody else's families, but everybody knew where everybody else stood, whether it's financially or otherwise. So uh, my mom could send us walking down the street and literally say, go to Ben and Irv's. I didn't know that was Jewish name, but go to Ben and Irv's and get me um, corned beef on rye. And, you know, gallon of milk, whatever, whatever. And I was like, where's the money? She's like, no, we'll take care of it. You know, because that was back in that time where everyone knew, you know, dad, black, white, didn't really matter. Did yes, you ever run in tab? Did you ever run in yeah, tab? Yeah, I, I guess so, you know. And yeah, then my cool. mom took care of it or my dad took care of it at the end of the week. But they all knew we had a huge family. You know, again, oldest of seven at that time, there might have only been five or six of us. But my mom was a stay-at-home. And so whenever they saw us all walking down the street, we were all holding hands and, and so on and so forth. But 
I remember at that time, I mean, we had, so we had Benerve, and then we had an Italian across the street, uh, Pagano's, that's still there. Benerve's isn't there anymore, but Pagano's is still there, and that's where you got your cheesesteak and your hoagies. And, you know, there was just, it was just a huge rainbow in the sense of diversity, and everybody knew, and it yeah. was okay. And it was You cool. know, there wasn't any, you know, Robbie, it wasn't the, the drama that you have now. And obviously, because we're all Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles fans, so on and so forth. Like, there was a, a bunch Common of things. Bond. Exactly, that brought us together in the community. A lot of what I miss. The outweighed color. And yeah, man. I mean, and I miss it. You, you knew it didn't matter whose kid was on the street because everybody was watching them. Yeah. You know, as soon as something happened, the phone calls went out. And, you know, sometimes that was good. Other times it was bad. Yeah, I know you said Stephen Jr. was supposed to be home at a certain time. He wasn't. He's lying to you. And then you get beat by the neighbor. And then you go home and get beat by your parents. So <laughs> discipline, discipline, not beating. We don't condone that. But, uh, you know, but at that time, everyone looked out for each other. You knew who the neighborhood drunk was. You knew who the, you know, who was the pimp on the street. You know, I'm going back in time. But people that are older will appreciate that. Um, you knew who were the hustlers. You knew who were... The different different religions, but everything was still respected, and it was still all one community. Now somebody says something, and everybody wants to get angry, and it's like, yeah, for what? You know, what are we doing? That's why I appreciated what you said in terms of this is what I do. I'm I'm in the community, and I'm working, even though it doesn't affect me personally, my bills, so to speak, but it affects me in a way that I want to do something positive in a young person's life because this is what I see. Yeah. You know, as opposed to wanting to do it for pay or for money. No, this is this is a part of me. And this is how I want to help my community. So when I saw that, I was like, all right, man, I had to give him his business cards for free just because this is he doesn't know. Yeah. And in order for him to get his name out there, this is what he's going to need to do. Because when I knew at a certain point you were going to start to get into bigger circles, because then again, that's what the chamber does for a lot of us also. Yeah. It puts us out there in different worlds. Oh yeah. And as soon as you said that, people gravitated to you and I was just like, okay, let's 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 make this happen. I don't think he knows he's about to really blow up. And next thing I know you got t shirts and <laughs> hats and scars. I'm like, what the heck? Created a monster just from a business card. <laughs> right. Snowball effect. <laughs> yeah, Started so, with this little card. Like son of a hoodies, gun. Hats. Yeah, exactly. They do napkins and <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Friends and Feeney? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Handkerchiefs. Yeah, exactly. So that's I mean, that was Philadelphia. And then, you know, moved all around after graduation. Um and then landed in Connecticut, and that was a, an eye-opener just because Connecticut's just very different. You, you, you really have uh, two different worlds. You know, you have the haves and the have-nots, so to speak, and everybody thinks that the state as a whole is so rich. And it's like, no, there are pockets. Yeah, there's, there's one that's just crazy rich. Mm -hmm. And then there's the rest of Connecticut that is just trying to get by. Robin mm -hmm. Peter to pay Paul, like they used to say, mm -hmm. You know, and so my buddies would be like, man, you really made it. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, I got 30 grand and my rent is like $1,000, dog. <laughs> no, I didn't make jack. Yeah. You know, and so even from there, I remember getting involved socially with certain things and just saying, okay, how can I make community efforts up here as well? Because, again, that's the connector. You get to know the people in your apartment, so on and so forth. So if something pops off, people are looking out for you. That was, that's the other thing about community. You yeah. know, you want somebody to watch your back even when you're not there. Yeah. You know, 
I was telling him, like, I forgot who I was having the conversation, but to get to my friend's house, he was three streets over. You could walk around and it would take, like, ten minutes. Right. Or I could cut through yeah! two, two yards. People's houses. And be there in five minutes. Yeah. Like, Miss Sinker, cut through her bushes. Yes. Go to a next street and cut through and be there. But now I couldn't imagine kids cutting through. No. Are you serious? No, there's, there's like none of that. West Hartford friends and neighbors, like, someone... Yep. Someone was in my yard, and I asked him, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm cutting through. And they were like, what do I do? Do I call the police? Well, times have changed. I mean, the only time you could do that is somebody had a big dog. Oh, yeah. 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 If somebody had a dog in their yard, you you, you didn't know it until all of a sudden you're running for your life. Now, I mean, it's sad to say we're in a society where you can't even play um, cowboys and Indians, especially now as a black youth. I, I tell my son all the time, stay in the backyard. I don't want you out front. And there was a time, I mean, now the block is not as hot, but there was a time where the block was really hot. And you couldn't. Is that Philadelphia? Tamir, right? No, yeah, it's, 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 it's Philly. It's okay. here. Yeah. In Connecticut, definitely. I mean, now I live in South Windsor. But, yeah. you know, it's, you couldn't, like, my son couldn't go outside. You were, well, we're all roughly the same age. You remember the cap gun? Yeah. You, you know, you buy the caps. There was a time where, and for you guys that don't know, a cap gun, is you, there was two types. If you were really rich, you had the type that was uh, a cap gun that was a circle. The red plastic. Yeah, it was a red <laughs> plastic, and you had the, the caps that went all around yeah. it. If you were broke, you had the paper. Long string. Yes, oh. you had the paper. And you, but, Classic. But the, but the thing with the paper, though, is you could go outside, you could smack it with a hammer, yeah. and still... In, like, in the roll. Yes, With a yes. big rock That's for it. one big pop. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but classic. We, could, we couldn't do that now. No, we couldn't do that now. Back then, of course, you could be in your your back driveway, whatever. All the kids would oh, no. come out. Hey, see you gonna come out. You hear the pops? People would call the police. Yeah, back then it was just like. <sighs> no, I. There were times where I always I had it like um, a CO two BB gun, mm-hmm. and I had woods in the backyard. I would just always have my BB gun on me. Right. Yeah, you can't now. Cops would have been arrested, thrown, beat up. Exactly. No, you'd be shot. Or shot. Depending. You'd yeah. be shot. And it's just like, what are you doing? And, and unfortunately, you know, that is the times that we're in or the times that people make it now that we're in. And it's like, for what? I mean, there was a time where, again, everything was so innocent. Now everybody's looking for some conspiracy theory or why this. No, maybe Bert and Ernie were just roommates. Yeah. What do you no. mean they had a relationship? What are you Social media. About? Yeah. Definitely oh. the downfall yeah. of our society. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. You, you know, can't please everyone. Someone's no. always going to be offended. Right. News travels fast. Point of views are always going to be different. Right. And there was a time where that was cool. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, you know, people get ramped up and then you have those, uh, what do you call them, like... Um, they don't call them social media bullies, but that might be Text whatever. Text message, tough guy. Yeah, yeah, tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keyboard it's like, really? Like, really, dude? Like, you wouldn't say that to me, to my face, but, oh, because one person liked what you said. Yeah. Now to say or they have come an out. avatar, like an egg, or, like, a professional athlete. Yeah. With their no-name Twitter feed, and they just go around oh, dude. spewing hate. When that came out, that wasn't, it, it's so funny. I remember I was a, a, a recruiter with a firm by the name of Hobson Associates. Shout out, Danny Cahill. Um, Hobson Associates, so I recruited uh, and found people jobs as a headhunter internationally, primarily in the technology space. I remember when, so when Facebook first came out, everybody thought that was the cheating machine. 
Like, you shouldn't be on Facebook unless you're trying to treat your girl or your wife or something like that. What are you doing on Facebook, putting your pictures up, right? And then after Facebook, I remember when Twitter came out, and then everybody was saying, how are you going to do anything under 140 characters? Or what is a character to begin with? Yeah. And, you know, and then you had the hashtag and all that stuff, and people didn't understand what that was. And then um, LinkedIn, and we thought that was going to be the downfall of recruiting because then people were just putting their resumes online. But even with that, when it first came out, people didn't want to do that because uh, they didn't want their employers thinking that they were looking for a new job. I said that all to say when things were innocent, it was just supposed to be used as a communications tool. You know, Facebook, it was just supposed to be used as a, hey, we used to go to school together and now yeah. you're in London and I'm still here. How can yeah. we still connect? Yep. You know, but then all of a sudden people flipped it. Yeah. And going back to our cap gun stories, it's like, you know, no, he's just playing yeah, there's always an Cowboys angle and, Indians. and people have to, I hate to even say this, but I recently experienced it. We had a fundraiser, Eric Bergen, you know, yeah, him, right? yeah. through yep. the chamber. Yep. Yep. We, um, he reached out to me. Uh, there was a house fire in Elmwood. Okay. Yep. And we raised $25,000 for our family in nice. Elmwood. Nice. And it's an amazing accomplishment. And the community came together. We had 480 donors. But there was someone created an Eric Bergen fake account. Ooh. Followed up, instant messaged everyone. Saw who donated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Followed up with a message saying, "Hey, I saw that you donated. Thank you so much. It's very nice of you. If you'd like to continue to contribute, here's an Amazon link to put." No. Money. Use this picture. Yep. It was like Eric Bergen '92. Right, right, right. And just like there are people out there to use a fundraiser to take advantage of others. Yep. And it's just a sad day where yep. someone's going to really because he Eric Bergen had a friend that reached out and said hey like I'm one click away from donating to your Amazon thing right what's up can I do something you know followed up do you he need goes, some help he's like what Amazon thing wow so he had to put out on our page yeah don't, there's an there's a fault an imposter don't do it so it's disheartening I'm trying to do right for people right and you know and there's someone taking advantage Again, of that's a good a, situation, and that's social media. The society that we're in, and it's it's, it's very sad. we have to we have to fight it. You know, no different than unfortunately we're in a pandemic. There are a lot of people out there that are still hurting. You know, for a number of different reasons, and I know you you see it because you're really out there in the cut. And one of the most disheartening things was when people were put down, and I remember this, so I'll say this because South Windsor was very, it was very disappointing, and I'll share it with you. Um, people were losing their jobs, and even though it hadn't hit the world yet, because I remember, like it was yesterday, I remember picking my son Roman up at school, and him saying, Dad, we might not have school next week, and I'm like, what are you talking about? March 13th, I remember yeah. it, like it was yesterday. All of a sudden we get a call Sunday night, you know, you you guys do text messages, whatever, school is shut down. I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> um, but again, that was before the world really knew. And then all of a sudden people started losing their jobs, yeah. going full-time to part-time, or losing their jobs, the restaurant industry collapsed and everything. What was really disheartening was when people thought, and unfortunately people did, were taking advantage of the system. And it was like, no, I still have a mortgage to pay. I'm not, if I could be working, I want to be working, right? And to, to, you know, to your point in regards to you know, people looking for an in, and, and what happened in South Windsor was extremely 
you know, I'm a firm believer in be careful on what you say and how you say it because you never know when it's going to come back around to you. And I remember, and a lot of schools did this, not at first, but when they offered the free lunches and the free breakfasts, so on and so forth. And I remember reading in the South Windsor comments or Friends of South, whatever, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. You know, we can't take advantage of da-da-da-da-da. And there were people that were afraid to go to the school to get the lunch or the breakfast for being outcast or somebody took a picture saying you're taking advantage and da 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 no these people now have three kids at home yeah and they just lost their job and this is how they're eating yeah. not recognizing that it's already paid for through our taxes and so on and so forth but then lo and behold the world explodes and now everybody's feeling it and if you guys remember there was a time where and again we're all roughly the same age I mean, parents used to go to consignment shops all the time. That wasn't the hot thing. But then all of a sudden, when people started losing stuff, stock market crash, all the other stuff, it was amazing to me. All of a sudden, consignment shops started popping up all over the place in Greenwich. All over the place. You could go in a place, since you're a Nike guy, and be like, did somebody just give up a $300 pair of Jordans? Yeah, because everybody was broke. Yeah. And it came back around, and I remember all of a sudden, then you had a line in South Windsor. And I, I wanted to so badly be like, wow, really? Wow, really? No, this is, you know, and so you were putting somebody down and judging them, thinking that, oh, they're just taking unemployment because. No, now you're it. And then when the restaurants started going, you know, to what we were yeah. talking about earlier, yeah. it was real. And that's, again, coming back to what I would love to see again, community. And I think per- personally for me, I would love to see um, uh not curbs, um, sidewalks again. Yep. Where people can walk up and down their streets and and all that type yeah. of stuff. That like that's what's missing in our communities these days. And again, that's what I try to bring even when I'm working. Like, hell, we're just real people, man. Yeah. You know, this is my job. You have yours. Why don't we see if we can have a relationship and see if we can work together? And when I go in with that type of mentality, I've learned that yeah, you're gonna get some people that say yes. Some people that say no, but if you keep yourself out there, you know, with the right integrity, so on and so forth, even if something comes back negative, I'm like, nah, it's not. No, I know friends of Feeney. That's not them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, no, we know them too. Da, 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 da. You know, and even Eric, because Eric has a great name out there. You know, it's like, nah, that's not him. You know, but you get those people that try to take advantage and it's like, you just have to be careful. You just have to watch out for them. No, uh, speaking of Eric, he he should be a guest soon. Um, nice, nice, he's another a good great dude. Guy that um, we connected, you know, it's it it was the fire uh, collaborating on raising money for the uh, family in Elmwood. Yep. Um, we both recently in the West Hartford Chamber the awards. He got like Entrepreneur yes. of the Year. Yep. Yep. Zafini got Nonprofit of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like a month prior to that, we both got Cystic Fibrosis Hartford Finest. Nice. We were both like selected for that. Nice, nice. Um, Did you was, have a baby girl I too? I was Eric A. <laughs> He's Eric B. Ah. I'm first. Okay, okay. But then we had like a music trivia thing. He didn't get anything wrong. He, he no? got every single question right. Really? It was impressive. I didn't know he was like that. It, it was pretty. Okay. Like some song. It was like Spice Girls from. To, Yikes. Like his. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it was, oh, really? Yeah, it was good. Okay, okay. Um, Note so, to self. Yeah, shout out to his music 
Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Uh, yeah, well, he's having another kid too. I don't know if you know. No, I didn't you know heard that. Really? First. Breaking news: that, Eric Bergen's right. having another kid. COVID nineteen, baby. That's what he happens. He does have a daughter. Cute yeah. Daughter. Yep. Loves her to death. She's everywhere, which is a, a, another good thing. You know, if you have, that's the one thing I remember learning, especially even in the business world. Um, and anybody that has children will, well, hopefully, you'll appreciate this. Is the life change that happens when when you're single even if you're married when you're single you can be up all night working 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 but then as soon as that kid comes along the the priorities shift like i remember i used to be that dude like what do you mean you can't come to this meeting can't you you know steve i gotta take care of my kid oh my gosh and then i had one and god is funny that way and i was just like "Mm, no he has a soccer game Mm." No, he has this. Yeah. Even if it was nothing. No, he has something that he says, Dad, I want you at. Yeah. And it changes the game. Yep. And uh, you can see that even with Eric. Shout out to you, dude. I've been watching. You know, when his daughter pops up in our meetings and stuff. Oh, he's like bouncing around the, on his yeah, way. Yeah, man. At, it's, it's, meetings. it's real. You know, and that's I love seeing that. I'll tell you, that is the one thing. I mean, there's a number of things. That uh, COVID, Corona was a blessing and a curse in a lot of different ways. But one thing that it did depending on how it was utilized, is it humanized a lot of people? I would not have known Eric had a daughter. I mean, we're cool, yep. but we ain't tight like that, you know? And, and, but when you are on a Zoom and you see different things, you see people yeah. walking through, you know, that's, that's when it's, it's kind of fun and then we could tease each other, like, really, dude? Okay, you got a suit on with sweatpants. And, yeah. You know, yep. and I think that really... You know, you could see people's house and, and pictures. I, I remember I did a, uh, uh, a thing with someone who asked me to talk about Zoom and how to make sure you're presenting right and so on and so forth. You don't want to be sitting in front of your bathroom. Yeah. You know, come on, dude. And, uh, you know, making sure of those things. But when you get to see somebody with their family and their element or their wife or significant other walking by, I didn't know the camera was on. Yeah. It's like, ah, I got her. You Dog know. barking. Oh, dude. in the screen. Baby oh. asking you questions. Cats popping up. It's like, come on, dude. This is what yeah. my boss. Oh. I know. What, yeah. Speaking of children, I, I had uh, my wife was pregnant mm. and. Uh, we messed up the appointments, and I took the day off. <laughs> couldn't go see the ultrasound, so she went the next day on her own. Oof! And drove to Waterbury to show me with excitement. The yes. Ultrasound. Right. We're pregnant. Oh, we're having twins. So Ooh. that was like, we. You know, the day the, that day on. Yeah. You don't watch commercials the same. Nope. Music on the radio the same. Nope. Uh, people driving is not the same. Yes. Like, it's it's Everything. A weird change in life when you know you're bringing children into the world oh big and, time and now they're 12 and i couldn't be more proud of them and yeah like mom and you know so nice nice yeah, so nice it's great it's great no that is a, definitely an eye-opener you look you walk into a store and now all of a sudden you're like oh carriages oh baby seats oh this is how much that costs oh, you sure don't want to breastfeed babe oh, that's you know so oh, diapers alone we were giving out like you know dude 10 a day maybe even more oh, we had, twins oh it was brutal i can't yeah once they got off diapers i was like we hit the lotto <laughs> I'm like, we have money now yes 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 it goes to something else it goes to something else oh that's so fun what do you mean you went again what is going on can't you control this when are you gonna get potty trained I remember my friend told me because again i'm up here in philadelphia uh, excuse me in connecticut all my friends and families in philly we had rome and i was a stay-at-home dad for two years 
Um, and that was a whole uh, thing. You know, people misunderstand. That's a stay-at-home parent. That is the hardest job in the world. I don't care, bar none. You, I don't, you, for a number of host of reasons. But anyway, you're not just home watching TV all day. No, you're taking care of a life that you don't even, that there's no playbook for, <laughs> right? Everybody writes a book, but every child is different. But I remember, uh, I'm, I might have been in my wits end when to throw my son out the window, which every parent does, so don't get all high and mighty. <laughs> but I, uh, I called a friend, or he called me, and I was like, Jerome. I said, Swami, that's his nickname, he's a ball player. Um, I said, Swam, man, I don't know what to do, man. Roman, he's just wilding. And he was like, Ugh. and he had like two or three kids at this point. It's like, Steve, King, kids only cry for one of three reasons. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, what? What are the reasons? <laughs> he was like, they're tired, they're hungry, or they just went to the bathroom. Everything else, don't even sweat it. Yeah. Man. It's like, dude. Mind blown. Dude, once you realize that, it's like, nope, you just fed him. Nope, All right. he's not tired. Check. Uh, <laughs> uh. You know, it's like one of those things where you, you don't know until you know. I'll tell you another funny story. So, we had, we had Roman. He was born in January and living in uh, Vernon at the time. And the way that our house was set up, our back bedroom, we only had the one bedroom, uh, had a huge picture window. And that's where our bed was. And so we put the, uh, the crib right next to our bed. Wife was breastfeeding at the time. And uh, I just remember he was always crying. Now, this is before I had the, the new knowledge. But he was always crying, always crying, always crying. And, you know, they give you all these phone numbers, you know, whether you're breastfeeding, whatever, whatever. So we call the, this woman, and I'm frantic. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, I don't know. He's just screaming. And she goes, okay. And I forget there's a bunch of questions. And then she goes, so what are you wearing right now? And I was like, pajamas. What are you talking about? She said, okay. Then what's on your bed? And I said, a blanket. And, you know, we have comforters. I mean, it's winter. What are you talking about? She said, okay. And Roman's in the crib next to you? And I said, yeah, he's in his crib. What is he wearing? And I said, well, the towel that you gave us that he's wrapped in. I swallowed him and everything. Nothing else. I was like, no, he was fine in the hospital. I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe he's cold. Did you think, did not put a... Yeah. No, I thought he was fine in the hospital yeah. with the a swaddle. <laughs> I did the whole wrap around. Burrito, baby burrito. Yes! Like, what, he's got his little hat on? I mean, it's just so many things from the cutting of the nails to, oh, yep. oh my gosh, you don't want to miss it. Then you move and then you cut him and you're like, oh my gosh. The first like, bath, you're holding him, they're like fragile like a chicken. Dude. My, like, and my mom had seven of us. She's like, really? <laughs> really? That's what you're doing? Just wash him like you wash yourself. He has the same stuff yeah. you do. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to, but what if yeah. I just wash him? Yeah. I remember it's in the sink and da, 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 and and she said, you know, babies are very. Um, how does she say it? They're not gonna die. Resilient. Yes, but they they know they know to close their mouth and not breathe and all the oh, stuff yeah. underwater. They've They're been in the womb. Surviving. They're yeah. Surviving. Yes. Yes. They've been in the womb, Stephen. Yeah. And I was like, all right, okay. You know, if you say so, and true indeed. You know, he's a. They're like fish. Yeah. You know, it's like you leave them there. They, you know, yeah. You don't. You know, leave them in there, but. I was just like, okay. They, they learn to roll over. They That's do, a huge man. You're like, roll over, yay. He rolled over, video, send it to mom, That's grandma. It. And he then it's hell. Then it's, then it's hell. Then it's crawl. Hey, video. Yes, 
Great. It's, then it's walk. Hey. And then you're looking out for these. Oh my gosh! Is he walking into the table? Oh my gosh! Oh yeah! Put a bumper on that. Gotta put the little rubber thing. Oh, our house had these rubber corners on everything. Life Steer, changes. Table, doorknobs. But even that outlets. That goes to you know how we started business. It's like you have to also know how to adapt to the circumstance. Know that. As we talked about a little bit, every child is not the same. I don't mm. care. You don't get one book, and that's the same for every child. You know, by that same token, every customer is not the same. Mm -hmm. Everyone you talk to is not the same. You have to adapt to the new situations. You know, the saying goes, with new information, you make new decisions. Everything that we're talking about, which is life lessons, sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Mm -hmm. But you have to be ready to, to, to pivot. No different than this pandemic. If you really think we're going to go back to where we were in 19, uh, 2019, you're sadly mistaken, you know? Yeah, I, say that, I said this a couple podcasts, every customer comes to you with an invisible backpack, like mm. something that they had uh, that brought them to you. They're carrying something that you don't see. Mm. Their upbringing, their day. Yeah. Their, you know, so the invisible backpack, word of the day. Nice. Um, you like it? Yeah, yeah, it is hot. Yeah. I'm not going to give you credit. <laughs> I wish I said I came up with yes, it. Yes. Not my idea. It's a professional development, <laughs> um, but invisible backpack. So, yeah. It's, is your wife an educator? Yes. So, yeah, Cam, she got a job. She works uh, with Crack at Two Rivers, and she loves it. She's going for a master's now. I mean, that was a very big thing. Moving up here from uh, Pennsylvania, she, uh, you know, she used to be in the streets, like with the, I guess up here we call DCF. So she used to work yep. in the schools and all that type of stuff, but it was very draining for her, very exhausting, obviously very emotional. Mm -hmm. And so she was trying to find herself up here. And uh, eventually, you know, Lord bless, and she finally landed and loves it. And said, hey, I want to go back to school. And I was like, all right, bet. We'll, well figure it out. You married a special person because yeah. educators are wonderful, wonderful people. They are. No, I think we, everyone learned a lot when they said, no, your kids are going to be home with you 24-7. And, and for me, again, I come from a big family, so I wasn't really concerned like that. But again, another situation where we saw the haves and the have-nots. We really, I mean, you had great teachers, and then you had those teachers that unfortunately, not so much that they weren't great, but they didn't have the resources that they needed to survive. You know, everybody thought that, oh, no, I have the internet. No, 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 it's called a modem. You have that in your house, and that's, you can't teach 12 kids from the internet that's on your phone. Yeah. You know, and that just opened, and that wasn't just in Connecticut, obviously, but that was almost globally. You know, I have friends in Baltimore and Chicago, and, and they were all going through the same thing. Like, how do we, what do we do? I got a little mantra relate, then educate. You know, it's the mm. relationship that's important, it's yep. the rapport, it's yep. the connection. Um, you know, learn. I know all the kids' names, they're dogs. Right. I could, I could call Kona, Bailey. Um, all the kids' dogs. I'll call no, them to the, to, the to the Zoom. Yes. You want a treat? You know, they love it. Right. At the, near the end of the meeting. Because if you do that in the middle, you lost them. Yeah, for forget good. about it. Um, forget about but it. But yeah, that's that connection, you know? And um, that's awesome that your wife does that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, though. But I, you know, even in my fraternity, you know, uh, we have this thing. It's called, you know, reclamation and retention. How do you get people back into the organization? And it, I, I, I say, you know, it starts at the third R relationship. Nice. If you don't have that R, you can try to do all that you want. But if you don't go to where they're at, see what they're going through, especially now, you know, and, and teachers probably see it more than most where they see that all of a sudden, why isn't Chandra acting 
happy. Mm -hmm. You know, even through a Zoom, you guys know. It's like, what's going on? And then later you find out mom was sick, grandma died, such and Mm -hmm. such, whatever. And that's, if you don't have that piece of the puzzle to quickly recognize, you, you're going to lose, you know, um, and, and kids are very, you said it earlier, smart, resilient. There's this one kid on my wife's zoom. It is so funny. One day she was doing the zoom with these kids and all of a sudden, uh, she, I forget his name. We'll just call him, uh, Danny for the sake of conversation. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, your screen's not on. And all of a sudden you see this, they pop up that says, uh, connecting the audio dot, dot, dot. It wasn't connecting. He just typed that as his name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was cracking up. You know, kids yeah. now are trying to figure it out. And no, it was. Kids were taking pictures of them on the bed, like at the screen. <laughs> yes. And using it as their screen. As their screen. <laughs> and would pull it up so the teacher thought they were just there like yes. this the whole time. Yes. And they're in the bed just chilling. Oh, wow. my gosh. That I, was funny. I heard that one. Oh, that was just, I just was like, wow. You know, and but that's where we're at. And you have to learn. Yeah. How to pivot. <laughs> We're going to get into your frat, but before we yeah. do that, oh. as a teacher, your wife's a teacher, was yeah. there a teacher that made an impact on your life? Mrs. Baxter, first grade. Who was it? Mrs. Baxter. Nice. First grade. You want to elaborate a little more on uh, Mrs. Baxter? Yeah, she was, um, she understood me. She let me be who I was and was very, you know, I was always into music. I'm a singer. I was always into music, played the piano for a long time, very animated, all those types of things that... I guess make me who I am. People think I'm always on, but um, she allowed me to be that in the first grade, you know. Um, but then, you know, I had to grow up, and then second grade, Miss Greenewald. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Greenewald. But she was she was that one. Um, but even with her, you learn when you yeah. hindsight. Yep. You look back and say, "Whew, this is a good thing she was like that," you know. And it, and, and especially at that time for me, I think uh, first grade is what seven years old maybe, and at that yeah. time. Let me see. So we're all two years apart. So it's me. Let's see. Two, seven, five. So maybe four of us. So me, Brandon, Angela, and maybe Faith. And at that point, I started feeling like I wasn't as important anymore as a child. And so I would act out of school to get the oh, attention yeah. and all that stuff. But Miss Baxter, she knew. Yep. And she allowed it. Stephen, come over here. You know, it wasn't always the discipline. It was the talking and the caring. And she was very much like a female... Mr. Rogers with glasses, nice. if I had to say, and that really made me feel good, Yeah, you know, because you have some teachers or some people, you know, bullies, whatever it might be, um, power trip, you know, but she was very understanding. She was great. I remember linking up on Facebook. I was going to say, are you still in contact? Oh, dude, years later, and, and I said, Mrs. Baxter? And, you know, when I eventually told her, you know, she cried and stuff like you that. You got to tell her how important oh, she was. Oh my gosh, you. yes. Oh, I had it's to. amazing. I had to. You know, especially as she said, I'm so proud of you. I see what you're doing these days. And I said, I couldn't have done half of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're my favorite teacher. You, know, you and, know, and yeah. I think that's the stuff that you guys, well, we all want to hear it. But when you put in that work, and that's who I felt bad too, even in this pandemic. When you put in that work and you really care, you want this vaccine. You want the shots. You want, yeah, I want to be with your, your children. Yeah. That's what I got in this for. Yep. And then you have parents that think you don't. No, I also care about my life. You know, so don't, you know, don't misunderstand. And so I, I give them the utmost respect because as I told my son's teacher and my daughter, an 11-year-old Roman and Sophia's 16, that 
uh, you think, yeah, you can get in trouble with mama bear, but papa bear, I'm not that stereotypical father that you think, no, I'm, I'm in it. And I said, I have no problem with you. I was raised, you don't act up. I have no problem if you want to grip my son up by the neck. Not at all. <laughs> then let me know. Yeah. You know, um, because you're that important. I want him to know that we're on the same page. Yeah. It, like they say education changes. Like, you know, a parent would come in and say to the student, what did you do wrong? You know, but nowadays, sometimes the parent would come in and say to the teacher, oh. what did you do wrong? Yes. Yes. Well, until the pandemic, you knew your child was bad. Yeah. <laughs> now you really see Now you it. get to see. Now you see it all day. Yeah. What do you mean he's on a Zoom in his underwear? <laughs> no, that's him in school. Remember that little report yeah. that I wrote and I said he's acting out. He has some bad choices. Now we had to sugar it up. Now he's making bad choices. No, he's bad. <laughs> Not choices. He's just bad. <laughs> you know, but now parents see that. And I think there's a piece that, you know, they appreciate and give the respect that's deserved. Now, hopefully the money will come to you guys Thank too. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, hopefully the money will come to you guys too because there's a lot. You guys are the parents when we're not there. You have our children almost depending. And again, I was a stay-at-home dad, so I can say this more than I do. I get them. I drop them off at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. I get them at 3. You guys have them for 9, 10 hours a day. Yeah. And then I'm homework dinner bed yeah you know so just from that alone a third maybe of the day yeah. maybe more i have to trust you guys and i not only have to trust you but i have to respect you and 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 lord willing you're the type of teacher it's not a power trip or whatever didn't have bad childhood and now you're just beating up on kids but that i'm looking out for your child i'm trying to help your child but what i need from you and this is where it does get frustrating is when parents like you just said, blame the teacher, and it's like, yeah, no, I'm trying to tell you, he doesn't know how to spell, he doesn't know how to add. I just need you to just read this book with him or her, and you know, don't be mad at me when I'm, I'm just asking you to do it with your one. Yeah, I got twenty, <laughs> you know, and so that's that's for me, that's a a whole nother ball game. That's that's the toughest, one of the toughest jobs in the world outside of being a stay-at-home parent, I would think. Because now you're dealing with multiple. I wish I, I had this term. It means in place of the parent. It's a Latin word, and teachers okay. use it all the time. Okay. we're in the place of a parent, pretty much. Yeah. It's not laissez-faire, because that's hands-off. Right. Although, that's what you need to be these days. <laughs> I wish I had, like, you know, um, what's that guy called? Joe Rogan would go to Jamie and say, hey, Jamie, Google that. Oh, I oh, wish I could oh, go to oh. Dave. You think, Dave you're, you, think you're on a, you think you're on a show? Can okay. you Google? You got what's your it mean for He's like, kids? no. He's like, I'm doing the taping. What are you doing? No, in, I'm not. Latin, in place of parents. It's <laughs> a teacher term. That's good. Well, this is my first Joe Rogan moment. Yes, it is. Jamie, I can look tell. this up. That's Pull it shame. up. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sorry, but it's a Latin term that means in place of parents, and it's a huge teacher term, and I should know it as 17 years in. <laughs> but I got Jamie. You're not in the moment. That's right? why. You're not in the moment. You're, and, you're, you're elsewhere. And while he looks cool. that up, yeah. um, you stay grinding multiple yes. fronts. Right. Uh, you are the... Eastern Region Vice President. Yeah, I'm running for it. Oh, you're running for yeah, it? Yeah, okay. I've been in a campaign for, so I've held several positions in our fraternity. Okay. Um, chapter President, uh, then District Director of the New England Chapters of Alpha, which uh, goes That's from Vermont all the way to Connecticut, so several states. And then I was the uh, Eastern Region Executive Director. So we have international chapters, so of seven districts plus our, our international chapters, uh, Bermuda, Germany, UK, 
Um, That's Alpha Phi Alpha? Alpha Phi Alpha, exactly. And now I just said, uh, let me take another step. And so now I'm running uh, to be the uh, Eastern Region Vice President, which, you know, is a, a huge position um, for those that are outside. It's a board member and all those things. We make the decisions for the fraternity. But, uh, you know, when people ask me, it comes down to having a gift and then wanting to give that back to the fraternity. Yeah. It's not really it's not really politics as much as it is we're in a, a situation this pandemic has put us in, a lot of businesses in, and I want to bring my sales and the, the stuff of how do we generate revenue because we're not able to do a lot of the things that we used to do. You know, um, used to be able to raise money, have events, yeah. and all that stuff. You could have 5,000 people in a room, you know. And do you have a focus? Does your fraternity have like a focus like helping students from impoverished yes. homes? Yes, so, so all of ours is, is predominantly for children of color, but Alpha Alpha, I mean, we have uh, brothers all over the place, a whole different variety of backgrounds. Um, but predominantly we do focus on our, our young people of color, predominantly young boys, black boys. Nice. Um, and it's huge, especially in regards to, because we cover the gambit in terms of, say, Project Alpha deals with boys and their uh, sexuality as they're growing up. And, you know, we joke about all the time, so we need to do some uh, updating <laughs> in regards to the VHS tapes that used to talk about, oh, this is what you don't touch, or this is oh, what yeah. you do touch, and oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah, You know, and having those uh, conversations, too, also setting up scholarships and grants and making sure that, uh, most importantly, that our young people recognize that you can be more. You can see more. You can see uh, doctors of color. You can see dentists of color. You can see chiropractors of color. You yeah. can see teachers of color. Yeah, that's all. And awesome. say, wow, how do I do that? You know, and so that's a big deal for us. And is there an event on March 18th? What's the yes. Event? Oh, so I mean, so we have a couple of things that are popping up now. You've done your research. Okay. <laughs> so we are on a show. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's two. Um, one is uh, we're doing a thing. So again, when I'm running for the region, uh, we have Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Virginia, D.C., wow. Baltimore, all those different areas, again, along with the international. And so I think on the 17th, because there's two that are back to back. One's on the 17th, one's on the 18th. One is uh, an event called Network to Your Net Worth. Because one of the things that is going on in our society right now, especially at our college chapters, is the fact that it's not like how it was when, when we went to college. Um, where you could have a, a day where all the jobs come into your university and you hand out your resume and do interviews. No, our college and universities right now, you're lucky if you're even on campus. No different than our schools. You're lucky if you're mm -hmm. on campus. And so there's that social piece that's missing, first of all. But then the second piece is, wow, I've been in school. Now I'm about to graduate and I don't, I, I don't have an internship. I don't have a job. How do I do this? How do I do that? And so a lot of those things are missing. And fortunately, and I alluded to it earlier, um, you know, I was a recruiter for five years and now I've been in the business world and, and a revenue generator. And so a lot of the things that I plan on doing with that is talking about, OK, guys, if you plan on doing these or going into a certain area, this is the stuff that you have to do. You have to get outside of because what traditionally happens is that especially at a college level, they stay within their own college chapter, their own silo. No, you got it now more than ever. You have to pivot. Yep. <laughs> new information, you make new decisions, you have to expand your network. 
And so this is part of, let me show you how to do that. LinkedIn, I know you guys may not use it. You think, no, TikTok is not gonna help you get a job <laughs> unless you're going into you know, marketing or media or you know, even be, I remember when that became a big deal. We we're like, what? There's a director of social media? You know, yeah. before Facebook and everything. But so that's the only time. Also, you wanna scrub your stuff. Yeah, what was hot when you were a freshman, that could pop up during an interview when we have 10 people that we're looking at. That's happened to a lot of athletes. Yes. You know, old tweets are getting a lot of athletes. Dude. And, and Is that like, what you mean by scrub? Yes, exactly. You, yeah. you have to change. And it's not like you're lying. No. But again, new information, you make new decisions. Ah, if I had to do that over again, knowing what I know now, you know, no different than as an adult. Yeah, if I had known Amazon then, I would have yeah. bought that stock. Yeah. You know, but that's what you're dealing with in life. And I need to help you because with this pandemic, the jobs aren't out there like they used to be. I mean, we see it now, and you, you would know as a teacher, the fact that uh, they're thinking about doing away with the SATs. Oh, yeah. That was unheard of until now. And, and people, especially people of color, were saying, yo, those are biased to begin with. You yep. need to look at the whole person, which is the other thing that I'll be talking about with them. Do other things than, besides just being on campus and being an alpha. So is it a training, like a professional well, development? Well, or I'm going to use it as such, yes. But, but it's predominantly to really help these guys, give them the knowledge that they don't even know they don't know. And are you trying to connect like kids coming out of college with yes. kids, your adult friends that are in that position? And, exactly. So okay, that, like a peer mentor? Awesome, dude. Yes. Yeah. Great question. So that is something that I realized needed to happen. And so I said, wait a minute. So a prime example is a, a young kid out of um, Virginia and I was telling him, hey, you get in my LinkedIn profile. I'm doing this campaigning and all this stuff. And I said, at the end, here's my phone number. And, you know, send me your resume. Let me see. And he goes and he sends me his resume. And he says, yeah, I'm into aviation. Uh, young black boy. And I really like that, you know, getting a job with the FAA. And I was like, the FAA? I don't even know what that stands for. Yeah. But I've been in the game for a while. So I just go through my network. Little did I know, we had a fraternity brother that just moved from the D.C. area to Atlanta who is a project manager with the FAA. What so does I, that stand for, for our listeners? I have no idea what the okay, FAA good. stands for. I just know it's, it's with airplanes and stuff. Did, Flight. Did you look up? Did you? Yes. In loco parentes. Yes. In loco parentes. In place of parents, right? Yep. In loco parentes. Wow. In loco, uh, loco parentes. Okay. Yes, that was yes. the one. There you go. And also now. FAA, is that what it is? Yes. There you go. Wow. Good a man, Dave. This, this is Direct Line Media coming at you. This guy. <laughs> 13 episodes. But this that was the first thing? time I ever asked him to do that. So no, that's hot. Getting, am I getting too comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the other part. When everybody's in it, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Let's Love just, this guy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. But that, that is what that is, is talking about. Network to your net worth. Where do you want to be? And how can we help each other? to put each other in the positions to win because now more than ever, we need each other. That's why even my campaign slogan is advancing as one. We need to work oh, together. Oh, that's just your slogan? Yes. Not so the, that's the no, so that's just a, nope. So that's a, my campaign slogan, advance as one, because you know, we have college brothers, alumni brothers, so on and so forth. You're not gonna get anywhere in life. And I learned this the hard way as well. You can be arrogant, you can be smart. It, it, go back to Amazon. Bezos wouldn't be. That's why I had to give his ex-wife so much money. He wouldn't have been there without yeah. her. He wouldn't have been there without his partners. No different than Facebook. No different than any major company, organization, always has people that support, if not help directly. 
And so if we think that, you know, you can only focus on one piece, you're going to lose. We got to be in it together. You know, a friend of mine, and I forget what the technical term is, and I won't ask, but um, it's, it's, it, it's a military thing. Oh, you might appreciate okay, it. Okay, let's hear so it. It's a, mil- it's a military thing where, thank you, Lord, commander's intent. Okay. Where you tell everybody, look, we're going to take down Albany Avenue. I don't care what happens. Everybody knows this is the mission. This is what we're doing. And he's telling us, and I'm like trying to understand it. I'm a sales guy. I get it, but I don't think I get it. And he says, Steve, this is what you want in regards to your campaign and so on and so forth. Even if you own and manage a sales team, everyone knows what the end goal is. So even if commander's intent, you get separated. And you say, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Stick what do you mean? We're, we're, we're taking down Albany Ave. Yeah. I know, but we're by ourselves, and everybody else is... Okay, yeah, but the commander told us his intent is to take down Albany Ave. So even though we don't know where everyone else is, so in regards to my campaign, it doesn't matter if they're campaigning for me in uh, Liberia. It doesn't matter if they're campaigning for me in Pittsburgh, Virginia. Well, what's Steve's campaign about? Sustainability, help of college brothers, finances of Alpha, helping our brothers in crisis. I like it. That's it. That way there's no interpretation. Well, what did, well, maybe the commander meant something else. No, he said, take down yeah. Albany app. Yep. He didn't say hold somebody's hand. He didn't say, no. Yeah. He didn't say rescue the children. Very direct, That's authentic, it. yep. It doesn't matter. I like it. And so, you know, so anyway, in regards to that type of program, um, that's one of the things that we're gonna be doing that I'm excited about because uh, the kids need it. Yeah. Just like when you're teaching, they don't know what they don't know. And I don't want them, as I'm sure you're very successful, but there are a lot of mistakes that you made that you don't want your kids to make. You're mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. Yes, you do need to let them fall. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, hey, let me help you with this. I wish someone would have told me this. So let me help you. And I think, you know, especially now more than ever, that's what we need to be doing in our society, in our community, not judging not looking at the bad before we look at the good in regards to even what you said earlier is not what did the teacher do yeah you know maybe there's something else that's going on behind the scenes the teacher with the student ah no you don't know what just happened yeah like when they before they got to you yeah something could have just transpired is everything all right what's going on And, and when you start to do that there's the loyalty, there's the coming together, there's the, again, my slogan, you know, advancing as one. We're all in this together. So it doesn't matter, you know, like now with my kids, and she loves it. They'll, you know, Miss King, what's your favorite candy, Miss? Da, 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 da. You know, they care, you know, and that's reciprocated. When, and kids know it. That's the other thing you learn as a parent real quick. You know, I, I remember looking at my son one day. I went, again, another time I wanted to throw him out the window. But uh, he gave me a look. I, must, I told him something, and he gave me this, this angry. And I said, what, what's wrong with your face? And then I just happened to be walking by a mirror maybe two days later, and I was like, Ugh. You know, they, they soak that up. They know. They get that stuff, and they, they rely on you to help them grow. Yeah. And if you don't watch out or take care of or teach them or show them the love and, and respect. Yeah. Yep. They're always watching. Dude. Sometimes when you don't want them to watch, they're watching. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. I get that a lot. Yes. My wife's like, you're kind of too stern. And like, 
I'm just like I, you know, pick yeah. up the dishes. Yeah, bless your military. Can I possibly ask. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, am I doing something? I don't understand. Your bed. I said when you get up, make the bed. Yeah. The bed's not made. Yeah. There's consequences for that. When you leave the room, turn off a light. That's it. Oh <laughs> I'm my god. I'm asking a lot. I'm not just. That's it. You know what? So you don't want to do it. Now I'm just going to let your brother go into your room. Yeah. How about that? Use the dish. Put it in the kitchen. Don't even have to put it in the sink. Just get it on the counter. Oh, just just wipe. But we grew up differently. We talked about roaches earlier. <laughs> and uh, yeah, side note. But uh, you know, back in the day, boy, if your house wasn't clean, those was what came out. Yeah. And so I'm always thinking about that. I remember, and it's so funny because now I live in a you know, um, as suburb suburbs whatever, and and we have a big backyard, and I'm like, what in the heck are these critters? <laughs> These mice are in the house. Again, growing up in Philly, if you had anything in your house, that meant your house was dirty. You know, that's just what that meant. You didn't keep a clean house. My mom was very specific about that, period. So now I'm like, what are these mice? I can't believe Who's not doing? Who's not doing? And then somebody said, I went to, I remember going to uh, Home Depot or whatever, said, I need mouse traps. And they're like, oh, you probably live in the suburbs. I'm like, yeah, you had a big yard behind you? <laughs> yeah. Like, we know my business. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, you're going to get those. Yeah. I am? It's cold. They need to go somewhere. Yeah, more. dude! <laughs> That's it. I you know, again, life, life, life's lessons. I don't even know where that came from. But anyway, yeah, I, that was, uh, that was one, another one of those learning moments that when people say, hey, I'm buying a house, I'm like, all right, let me talk to you about something real quick. <laughs> you know. So you're going to have these critters. Yeah, you are. And don't be bad. Don't be, you know, and then you got kids that... You know, they can walk in the wilderness with no shoes on, but then when the cat kills a mouse, they can't get it. I'm just pick it up and throw it in the trash. Ah, but you walk in the wilderness with no shoes on. I don't understand. You walk over bugs. You don't, you can't. Dad, would you just, oh, that's why, because I'm stern. That's why, because I'm stern too. Like, I don't understand why I can't do it. Steven, you might just want to bring it down a little yeah. bit. Bring what down? Why am I? Come on, we got to go. Come on, we got to go. All right, let's go. Dude. I had to switch that. Like, what? What? That was like, like you're on the couch. Your shoes aren't even on. You're reading a book. Ugh. We're trying to leave. Ugh. Did I And then not... when I say, let's go, they pop up from the book. Like, uh, <sighs> I'm like, I asked you four times. Did I not give you the time? <laughs> That's what I started to do. So I start you... getting ready like 45 minutes yes. prior now. Well, it starts at the top, you know, wife. <laughs> and, hey, come on. I remember when we started, I started dating. They, they, uh, people at uh, my wife's church said, they're, oh, your boyfriend must be here. They said, what are you talking about? You're on time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very, and I say that all the time, even in the fraternity world. In respect of your time, I will be on time. Because, you know, I learned this when I was a recruiter, actually. Time is not a commodity. You can't get it back. And so I have to respect that. Even if everybody else shows up late, I have to be there because there's an expectation. You put a time and so on and so forth. So even in life, and that's as we're teaching our children, as we're teaching, I understand that usually it's like this. But then what tends to happen is if you allow these things to happen, you know, no different than again. Uh, remember my daughter, used to, room used to look like a whatever. And now, every time, so much so that her cousins, when they come up, we, you know, we go camping every once in a while. And she'd be like, damn, look at her room. And I'm like, that was you like four years ago, like nice. three years ago, you know, but now you can appreciate. Yeah, they notice now. That's yeah, awesome. man, yeah. you got to keep, keep it clean. Yeah. Crazy father tales. Now, frat. Yes. Can you? 
Yeah, step. So I created something, and you guys can look it up. Uh, HartfordStepoff.com. Oh wow! Right. Yeah, HartfordStepoff.com, and I'm sure you can edit that in. So HartfordStepoff.com. I'll put the link. And Health Expo. Yep. So HartfordStepoff.com, and and what it was was an event that I created when I first moved to Connecticut. I was broke as a joke. We made that joke earlier, <laughs> and you know, I said, "What can I do to lower our dues?" Because, uh, you know, fraternity, you have to pay dues and membership and all that other stuff. And I came from college. We paid like $50 for dues. And I come up here, and now I'm an adult. Now we're paying $225. Whoa. And I said, what the heck is this? Yeah, I got a job, but man. But, and I said, so in college, you threw a party. You threw on shopper ranks. You made your money. And then you went to wherever, right? And um, so I said, why can't I just do that as an alumni? As a, uh, you know, an adult brother. So college brothers, alumni brothers. Um, and so I created the event and at first people weren't bought in because they were like, what is this step show? You know, and I said, oh, trust me, because I'd say 80, if not more percent, especially people of color that live now in Connecticut are not from Connecticut. They're transplants from somewhere mm -hmm. else. And so I said, I know if I make this event right and make it a family event, people are going to come out to it. So I had a, a, an older brother who worked for the Department of Children and Families. Shout out to them because they care a lot about the community. Um, and he said to me, Stephen, do you think this could really work? And I said, yes, it's going to be a huge community event, you know, to get people out the streets, so on and so forth. I'm going to have it at a time where families would be here. I had it around Easter. Nobody knows what to do on Easter. You come, you get together, but you go to church and that's it. And I said, so let's do it that weekend. I knew students would still be up here for that time because it involves college students. And I also knew, just like in sports, Kids emulate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, after school programs, they're stepping and all that stuff, but then they're looking at college kids. And at the same time, it shows this is college, this is next, you know? And so we created it. The first one I did was at the University of Hartford, had people compete from New York, from Pennsylvania. Um, I think we might have made. Did you score and judge? Five. I actually, I actually participated in the first one because oh, nice. again, I wanted to lead by example. Yeah. So I actually stepped in the first one. Um, you know, I think we made five thousand dollars net, and then wow. from that we That's would get awesome. back to yeah scholarships and grants to for the different activities that we had, and then um, only by the grace of God we had somebody that worked at the Bushnell, and the Bushnell at that time was going through issues in regards to as a lot of businesses diversity. They wanted to have more people come. And this is long before Hamilton. And everything else, right? And so he said, Steve, why don't you bring it to the Bushnell? And I'm like, the Bushnell? And anybody that doesn't know the Bushnell, it's huge. It's like one of the main theaters out here. And I said, okay. And because if there's one thing I knew is that people still had to pay their bills even when no one's in the building. So I said, yo, if you give us breaks on this, can we have the whole building? Why is that important? Because I knew from a corporate partnership standpoint, I was not going to be able to fund it as you very well know, unless I had the sponsorship. But yep. nobody was going to pay for a dance show, right? It was before all those things on TV. And so that's when I created the second component, which was the Health Expo. And so I went to the Aetnas, the Cygnas, the Travelers, all those of the world, and I said, look, this is how it aligns with your mission statement. This is a huge community event. You can be a sponsor, so on and so forth. And this is when the marketing comes in, obviously. And, um, and that was it. And it, it took off, you know, we were selling out the Bushnell, we had the whole theater. And what I did is, 
because uh, you, 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 as you know, you just don't go to the big dogs. If you have a community, you have the bodegas, you have the, I just started my little such and such, and I brought them all in and placed them all in strategic places in the Bushnell, and so everybody had to walk through and see them. And, and I remember one of the highlights of it, when you, uh, and, and you mentioned it when you're talking about uh, my first grade teacher, is when someone replied to me, and it was at that, when I first started, it was just a means to an end. But then I realized it became just so much bigger, you know, NBC 30 and so on and so forth. And I was like, whoa. Um, but I didn't know how much I was contributing to the community. And I had a team of three other dudes that worked with me um, until I got a letter from a little girl who said I had no idea that there was a black doctor. Because what I would do midpoint, because I had the community do their thing and then I brought on the competition. So right in between, I had doctors come across the stage. This is when obesity was really hot. Uh, dentists, chiropractors, all in their garb. And so you saw all these people of color, you saw these women walking across. And you know that's when I knew, I said, holy cow, we got something a little bigger than what I intended. Yeah. Um, and so it became huge, we did it for like six years. And then life happens, but people still ask about it. Is that's it gonna powerful. come back? That's because, awesome. But it goes to what we were talking about earlier about a brand. Yeah, and so the logo I created, it was intentional because and I had somebody I told somebody a vision and they created it. Raymond Oliver, shout out to you. Um, I wanted it because it's called the Hartford Step Off Classic, and I said, man, if I could do this everywhere, it could be the Idaho Step Off Classic, Ooh. the Russia Step Off Classic. Like I was trying to think like that from a McDonald's branding standpoint. You know, no different than what we were talking about earlier. And so, you know, it's something that can still happen, obviously, pandemic. But it was, it was, it was huge, and it was a great community event because that's the one thing I wanted to do. I wanted people to know that every time of the year, this time is when it's happening. Uh, so I would get nice. schools calling. Nice. So we're still doing it. Can we get involved this year? You know, and so it just took on a life of its own. And th but you know you're really making an impact, and I know you've experienced this, when you have businesses calling and say, hey, we'd like to support you know, and, and this is the other piece, and I try to educate people on this. You can't just brand or market yourself before an event. And I know you know this. You have to do it before. You have to make sure that you thank people at the event, so on and so forth. And then market it after. This was the success of the event. We want to thank these people. You publicize it, especially now more than ever. Mm -hmm. If you got video because that continues the cycle, especially when you have corporate sponsors, because they talk about stuff at the end of the year, depending on how much finances they give you. Um, and they say, well, what did we do with that 10 grand? Oh, remember we did the Hartford Step Off and Health Expo? Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. We got the video. Wasn't You were at that, right? Yeah, yeah, my children took it. It was something else, sir. And, you know, and, and those types of things. And I'm trying to teach that as well. You can't just take the money and run. Yeah. Because that's what, you know. I love the fact that, you know, that, that letter is powerful from the little girl that to see oh. someone like her in a position like that. And that yeah. probably motivated her and love the follow up. She, I bet she's right. a doctor right now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what she became is so we had, and this is obviously years ago, but she became one of our orators. So locally, Beta Sigma Lambda chapter, which is seated in Hartford, Connecticut, has an oratorical contest. And we do that every year in line with um, Black History Month and Martin Luther King oratorical contest. And she became one of our orators, and now she's in college somewhere. But um, that's wonderful. 
yeah, but you know, you do those little things and eventually you don't know who you touch. No different than sales, no different than what we do. You have to know, and, and you, what do they call it? The six degrees of separation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're touching. You never know who, you know, you think you're in the right and I'm gonna tell you you're wrong. And then the next thing you know, you, you go somewhere and you find out that was the son of the, of uh, Aetna. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. something crazy like no. that. You want to treat everyone like they're a VIP. Everyone. Or an MVP. Everyone. I tell everyone people, should feel special. They should. Yeah. And I, I, I tell people that all the time, even when I'm singing, I don't care if one person shows up or a thousand, you are still going to get the same show because it's important to you. And I need to make you recognize yeah. that I feel that way. So yeah, that's, yeah. I try to treat everyone with the same you know, respect level in a school system. The yeah. principal cafeteria worker, secretary, custodian, everyone gets my respect and appreciation. Right. And, Agreed. You know, and they'll, that builds a relationship. Yes, it comes so. back. It's, it's something you alluded to earlier. You said how you recognize everybody's family. I remember when I was a manager at JCPenney Company that uh, that was a big thing. I worked with a lot of women. and But what I realized very early, because you have inventory nights and so on and so forth, if I treat their spouses, their significant others, their children with respect, then their husbands would be comfortable with them working late. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so every time I say, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. How you Something feel, baby? small, too, like, how's John doing? That's or, it, man. Didn't John, did he just have, you know, surgery or a promotion? You mention yep. that, they're like, oh, he remembers me. He cares. You know, yes. that, that's key. It, it is. It and is. And it just builds the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you yeah. weren't kidding. You definitely are grinding on multiple fronts. Yeah, yeah. And you were recently recognized as a black business leader for the Minority Business Network by the Chamber. Yes, yeah, so that was awesome. Congratulations Thank on that. You. Thank you. Thank you. Well deserved. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was a, a wonderful conversation. Thanks, man. Um, and you mentioned, oh, let me just mention you, we're in this together. We are in this together, and that is written outside of Sally and Bob's. Scully's! Sally and Bob's is a breakfast spot. Yes! Sally yep. and Bob's is owned by a great friend, Helen. Yes! And they are, if you won't go to Sally and Bob's, not only will you get a fantastic um, challah French toast okay. or blueberry pancakes Got or it. lunch, but you can get friends of Feeny beanies. This is a Feeny beanie. Oh, hashtag Feeny beanie. <laughs> Be a good friend. Everything's a brand. I love Be it. Be a good friend. You that's know, it. that's our motto. Right, right, I have right. one for you, so yes! hopefully you rock it with pride. I will. I rock. Um, so, I, so shout out to uh, Silent Bob's because I rock their face mask. Oh, nice. So yeah, I have one of their masks, you know, when they put them together. Every, you know, we got to help each other out. Yep, they have it. We're in this together. So when you said that, nice. I was like, all right, Sally and Bob's. Yes, yes. But um, I can't thank you enough. Man, uh, we shoot for 40 minutes. This is definitely 50 minutes with Feeney. Um, you are a wonderful guest. You're a special person. I appreciate uh, you that. You care man. about the community. Yep. You're doing great things with your fraternity, with your business. And it's not like a business, it's a passion. You help people because you care. Mm. You're, it, the money is, I could tell, is not important. Yep. Um, you're just. And I wish you the best of luck coming up with your regional vice, yes, vice yeah, president. Yes, blessing. However it turns out. You should just say, hey, um, excuse me, I'm a friend of Feeney, and you should Maybe that's me. what I should do. I should no. make a video <laughs> of this and then, you know, put that out there. And they'll be like, oh. Wear the hat. Friends of Feeney. Wear the I hat will. I good. have no problem. That's one of the things that I tell people now. You don't have to all time be set up. No. Be a regular person. Yeah. Well, I, again, thank you. And I, anything you'd like to share before we end? So. No, man. This was, I mean, this was awesome. I think... Um, this is just part of your evolution, which is great. And I'm, I'm also thankful that we're able to do it with a friend that we, we both know. Shout out yeah. to Direct Line um, and, and all his fronts. I remember 
when during the pandemic, when it first hit, that there was going to be a major shift in all of our industries. And it's so funny because this dude said, okay, I'm going to start filming funerals. And he had to, new information, he had to make a new decision. He said, what can I do? And a lot, a lot of people weren't thinking that way. He thought out of the box. They said, okay, if I do this and I can set up a camera, because back then nobody was allowed to do anything. Yeah. And that was a connector, whether he realized it or not, it could have just been something he said, wow. But that helped a lot of people, I'm sure, that couldn't travel, that oh, couldn't man. be there. I could still feel that. And so, you know, I'm just grateful like this whole relationship thing, you know, we help each other out. Yeah. We support each other. We help each other. We motivate each other. You know, there's going to be times where we break down each other to build each other up. But this is beautiful. I'm glad I could be here. Yeah, I can't thank Dave enough. Thank you, Dave. Uh, he volunteers his time. He's wonderful just to have his avenue. The podcast is great. Yes. And, you know, we we uh, experienced a, a death during the pandemic and it was difficult. And, right. You know, that is great that you did that and had people to grieve and allowed to see a funeral. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. Again, I appreciate it, y'all. Oh, Yo, you're the man. Thank you so much. <laughs> we'll connect more on the brand. We'll connect yes. more on possibly collaborating. I would love to do something with the step fundraiser. Yes. Okay. Uh, awesome. Uh, I have no rhythm, but you know, I can well, try. All right. Put on a <laughs> um, pair of Nikes. Maybe that'll <laughs> yep. come through. Um, it must be the shoes. Yeah, so thank you. Episode 13, Stephen King Jr., wonderful person. He is not the author. No. That dude's a clown compared to him. Uh, Shout out to my sponsor, my T-shirt sponsor. This is High Meadow Day Camp. I'm the program director. They have sponsored seven different parades. Nice. They sponsored the Park Road Parade three times, the Memorial Day Parade twice, the Park Road, uh, I said that one already, St. Patty's Day once. Yep. Uh, they're always on the back of the shirt. Nice. They're wonderful. Uh, they were like campers and staff, but they became uh, friends. Uh, the staff supports Friends of Feeney. We have family. Friends of Feeney. Uh, it's going to be on the calendar. I, I do the calendar for the um, eight weeks. Yep. That's my job. I bring the fun to camp. Of course. I make camp f- how I would want it if I was a kid. I've never had the opportunity to experience a camp like this. Uh, you know, the first time I ziplined was at this camp. I'm f- I was like 40 at the time or 38 yep. whenever I started. So these kids are getting experiences nice. that I got at a, an adult. So right, it's right. a wonderful, wonderful place. I thank my director, Ben. He's awesome. The Cunningham family owns the Holiday Hill and High Meadow. Again, they're right behind Friends of Feeney. They're supportive. They help share the message on social media. But again, yeah. they support uh, and sponsor. And it means a lot. My children love it. Um, you know, I'm in my seventh year. Uh, they have breakfast and lunch, bus transportation for West Hartford families. They will pick you up door to door, drop off and pick up. You can't beat that. You know where your child is right off, right out of so the door, let them onto go. the bus. There's a right. bus counselor. They create a song on the way to camp. When they get to camp, they do the song. They get points. Whoever gets the most points at the end of the week gets ice cream. Nice. So the bus is part of the experience. Um, again, zip line, arts and crafts, clay. Uh, there's things for movers and there's things for shakers, uh, not shakers, thinkers. Yeah. So we do a makerspace program where they're building pinball machines out of cardboard and, you know, the clay, the dance, the music, so many different experiences. They swim twice a day. Uh, they get uh, swim instruction and then they get free swim. Yeah. So yep, yep. ch- how old's your oldest? Uh, Sophia's 16. She could be a CIT or a counselor. Okay. Um, if she wants the job, she's in. It's a wonderful experience. If she wants to be an educator, it's a wonderful place for future educators yeah. to practice being counselors. 
Um, I'm a little biased because I worked there in the program. Just a little. But it's a fantastic spot, and I can't thank them enough. This is the shirt. I am the program director. The calendar is out. Go to High Meadow Day Camp on Facebook <laughs> or the website. Check out that eight weeks. There's fun. There's uh, Pajama Day. Yikes. Uh, laser tag, petting zoo, uh, <laughs> princess and pirate. He's on fire right now. Keep going. That's the beanie. Feeny beanie. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. With the shout outs. Thank you, Steven. We'll see you soon. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Cut to commercial. Wrap it up, yeah. That's the that's the sponsor. This is the